We are in Luke chapter 11. Luke 11. Chapter 11, <clears throat> verse 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. And we praise you for your great love and power. We thank you for your love to us in, in Jesus Christ. And we thank you that you have bid us to call upon your name continually. And that you are here to help us in every way, dear God, to do your will. Uh, to provide for us, to give us strength, provision, whatever we need. Uh, grace, Father. Uh, to, to, to live a life pleasing unto you and to be the lights and the witnesses that you have called and, and enabling us through Christ, your spirit and your word to be. Uh, Father, help us in that even today. I ask for the filling of your spirit. Help me ministering the word to, to your church this morning. Fill my dear wife with your spirit, relaying the message in sign. Help those in the nursery and fill with thy spirit watching the children. Thank you for the, uh, the, the Sunday school classes already this morning, the children and adults and the word that has gone forth there. Father, we praise your name. What a privilege it is to, to be in your house this morning. We're thankful for these that were able to, to, to be here this morning, some now returning from, uh, from weeks of being out with the safety issues regarding the COVID. And, and Father, uh, those with us uh, online as well, and those that can't be here with us physically, but are with us uh, in, in, online, Father, we thank you. We praise you for that as well. And God, we're looking to you this morning. We, as always, need you to work on our hearts. We, uh, we need to be strengthened by you. We need to be fed by you, by your spirit, and by your word. So help your church this morning. May the word go out, Father, if someone would be uh, listening this morning or receiving the message and sign this morning and not be saved, not be born again. I pray that, that today the day is the day they would trust Christ to be, your, to be their Savior and believe that you have sent him uh, to, 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 to bear the load of their sin, to die on the cross, to rise again and perfect as he is and to do that for each one of us, Father. That faith in that, trusting in that is is through where we receive the, receive the gift of salvation. Father, I pray to give understanding in that as well. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We ask these things in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Some time ago, Sister uh, Lori was very sick and, and had to end up having a sur surgery in the hospital and such, and she sent a thank you card to the church, and I said, well, I'll just read that to the church, and I, I'm reminded her about this morning and she'd give me the card I'd stuck it in my some of you might remember and uh, uh, I'd stuck it in my coat pocket and couldn't find it well found turns out it was it was flattened up against my coat so that I could stick my hand I couldn't just couldn't feel it and I found it later and I said well I'm going to read it later to you so went to the church so I want to do that uh, this this morning we're glad that uh, for the grace that God gave in that time that's a hard time for for Sister Lori and for Brother Ron, it's always hard to share when a husband and wife go through that. But she uh, is giving thanks for the prayers of the church. She says, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, 
Ron and I uh, want to thank you all for uh, all your faithful uh, prayers that were brought before the throne on our behalf. The faithful prayer of a man availeth much. I'm, she's she home improving every day, she wrote, but still cautiously uh, watching uh, that trouble does not return. Most sincerely, Ron and Lori Holm. So uh, we are thankful for that. We're thankful for uh, God healing her and raising her up and giving her strength and helping Brother Ron too there. And, and uh, it's good to have, uh, to see God working in that way. Uh, good to have uh, uh, Brother Gene and Sister Mary and Midge back with us today uh, for the first time in a while. What a, what a great blessing. And we're, we're thankful for that and, and we rejoice. We rejoice in that. Amen. All right. I'm looking for the forward to the day uh, when we can put all the masks aside and and uh, and get back to you know the kind of fellowship that we yearn to have, you know, and also the kind of ministry that we learn to be involved in, and we need to be praying about that, and uh, uh, that God will uh, help us with that. Amen. In the meantime, we're thankful for His grace. An enablement uh, for us to do what we can for his glory even now <clears throat> all right well we have spent the the past few Sunday mornings uh, going through the school of prayer and uh, we'll have the last uh, message uh, uh, on that as far as I see right now uh, today um, so uh, uh, pray it'll be a blessing to us and help us in our in our prayer life we have seen in the school of prayer we've seen first of all number one uh, we uh, saw the grade school of prayer and we saw that uh, we desperately need the discipline of daily prayer uh, when you pray jesus said uh, give us day by day our daily bread we need to be in prayer every day every day the body needs air every day the spirit needs prayer amen and uh, uh, we need that for sure we looked at the high school of prayer in the first message as well let me get the back up here a minute what did I do I just pressed the wrong one you press that uh, full screen thank you brother uh, alright so we saw the grade school of prayer uh, in the same message, we saw also the high school of prayer. And we saw that we need to seek the will of God in prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, God wants his will to be done in our lives. You know, when you uh, cast an anchor out of the boat toward shore and you pull on the anchor line, are you pulling the shore to you or are you pulling your boat to shore? Amen. <laughs> And that's kind of the way prayer is. As we learn to cast our prayers to God, He wants us to realize that He, that he is pulling us toward Him, toward His will. Uh, and uh, that's what prayer is about. It's getting His will done uh, in our lives. And then we saw in the, uh, in the second message, we saw uh, the college of prayer. And uh, uh, we looked at the fact that uh, frankly God is good and men by nature are evil and we see in this uh, in the parable given there of the you know of the friend who needed to to borrow some bread and such we saw and studied how much better God's giving is than mankind uh, he is so so exalted in his character we saw the goodness and greatness of God ought to what compel us to want to be in prayer ought to compel us uh, uh, to come to him and then uh, point number four in this uh, message we're going to look at today the graduate school of prayer and in the graduate school of prayer uh, we see uh, asking it shall be given you seeking you shall find knocking it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and he that knocketh it shall it shall be opened so uh, in a graduate school, when I finished uh, uh, Bible college, and I uh, was uh, did an internship at our church for a year or so, 
Brother Brian, as he got his doctorate, did an internship there, helping the teachers and such at, at the college there. But the graduate school has the idea of taking what you've learned and what? Now, now go do it. Now go do it. Uh, put it in, into practice. And that's what Jesus is showing us in these passages. Here. Now do this. Ask and you shall receive. You know, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall uh, be opened unto you. So we'll look at uh, a few things about point A. We'll look at three things about point A as we apply the practice of prayer. First of all, number one, we must ask in prayer. Number one, uh, we must ask uh, in prayer. Ask, and it shall be given you. Uh, ask, and it shall be given you. We have this idea of uh, needing all from Christ. We live the Christian life by the power and grace of God. We don't have any power of our own um, to live this Christian life. You see, as Christians, we don't ask as an equal with God. Maybe we'll be able to repay. Remember in the parable, the friend what? Said, lend me three loaves. Uh, well, we don't do that, you know. Well, God, if you'll do this for me, then I'll do this for you, you know. It doesn't work that way. God wants us to realize that when we come asking, we are, as uh, one preacher I've heard often say, at best a needy people. We are at best a needy people. We are always in need of God's mercy and God's grace and God's strength and God's power and God's wisdom and God's provision. We're always in need of it. And by the way, he expects us to come as a dependent child. Your little child comes to mom or dad and says, what's for dinner tonight? Mom or dad uh, don't answer like this. Well, uh, we're going to have, you know, burgers and fries, but that's going to cost you about 10, 10, 15 bucks. Did you have any money? You're going to have to go out and do some, you're going to have to earn that dinner. No. The parents know what? The child is dependent. Uh, the child can't earn that. And so, and so the parents provide that. Well, you know, uh, uh, we, we, uh, we are dependent upon God. We can't in any way earn the things that he gives us, you see. Ask and it shall be what? Underline it. Given you. Ask and it shall be given you. And sometimes uh, people can get a little skewed in their thinking and think God owes them something and they wind up with unanswered prayer and can't figure out why. Uh, and uh, we have to be careful of that. We always come asking for God to give. Uh, he is that, 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 that gracious giver. Uh, <clears throat> in uh, 1 Corinthians 4-7 we read, Who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? <laughs> By the way, that's a rhetorical question. And the answer is what? Nothing. Everything we have, we received in one way or another from God. Amen? And, uh, and, and we do well to remember that. Uh, we'll come with the right attitude in prayer to God when we remember that. You see, the fact is, we can't give to God anything. We can't give to God. We can only give back to God. Did you get that? We can't give to God. We can only give back to God. Uh, this church has had a heart for missions. And there's been great giving. And I'm thankful for that. And there's been great giving toward your pastor too. In, in this recent vote and, uh, and such. And, 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 and it's gracious. And I'm thankful for that. But you know what? We haven't given anything to God, have we? We have all what? Just simply what? Given back some of what He has already given. Amen? In whatever way He directs us to give. 
And that's the way God wants it. That's the way he intends it. We are what? We're channels of blessing. Amen. We take the things that, that belong to God. He gives and brings in our life. And as he directs, we, we give them back. Whether it be ministry. Uh, it might, it's not always money. Money is just a part of it. There's our finances. There's, there, there's service. There's ministry. There's helping. Uh, there's all, kind, all the spiritual gifts and such. God works through us. He gives us those and then expects to, us to give them to others as he enables us and empowers us uh, uh, to do that. The Apostle Paul was amazed when he went to Athens and saw all the false gods that they worshipped there. and He preached that sermon in the Acropolis there in, in, in Athens and it was amazing. He He's telling them about God. He says, God. he says, God isn't worshiped with men's worshipped with men's hands, Acts 17, 25, as though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. <laughs> He's the giver of all things. He's not needy. You see, if I never gave to God uh, another thing in my life, and by the way, gave back to God. God wouldn't be a bit needy. <laughs> he doesn't need what you and I have to give. He doesn't need us to give back what you and I have given to him, okay? Or what he's given to us. He gives to us, we give back. If we don't give some back, like, like he calls us to, it doesn't make him needy. <laughs> no, we have what? A privilege to give, amen? And, uh, and why does God give to us? Because he loves us, amen? Why did God do all that? Because he loves us. Why does God want us to give? Because we love him, because we love others. And we want to, we want to follow God in that. Be disciples of Christ. But Dennis was talking about being disciples this morning. and you know, Following the Lord. Uh, uh, going on and growing in that grace and knowledge of him. Uh, <clears throat> Some historians tell us that in the days of Christ, the first century, the Roman government... Had and had uh, had a cloak for the beggar. You think about the about the blind man that uh, when he came to Jesus, he cast away his coat. And some historians say that the Roman that the Roman government had a official cloak for that. The beggar had to be uh, had to be disabled and to the point they could not work. And so they gave them a legal a cloak that they would wear. And some say that that was an that was an exercise, I believe that was perhaps an exercise of faith of that blind man in throwing that cloak away, realizing that that was his, that was, uh, he was, uh, you know, given a legal uh, permit, so to speak, to be there begging for money, or whatever it was, because he could not work, and yet, coming to Christ, he threw that away, uh, and, uh, and coming to Christ. Ask, and you shall receive. In Christ, we ask on a regular basis as a dependent. Not just on an infre infrequent occasion. That man who came to his friend's house in the middle of the night. He probably didn't do that often. Matter of fact, if he did, he probably wouldn't have <laughs> been still his friend. Being, us being human, you know, and so weak in those things. That was probably a, a, a rare thing. No, we, we come to God continually. And we come to, come to God uh, as beggars, in a sense, in that we have nothing to offer Him. We're coming totally dependent upon His love, His grace, His mercies. And folks, uh, they, are, they are exceeding abundant, aren't they? <laughs> they are exceeding abundant. I'm amazed at, uh, uh, at how God, you know, God provides for His children. Uh, God wants, Lord wants us to keep asking. The idea is asking ought to be a habit of our life and prayer, uh, prayer continually. And uh, we think about that. <clears throat> you know, some, some would say, well, when you pray for something, you should just pray once. Ask for it once. Because if you pray for it, and you ask again, you're showing, <coughs> excuse me, you're showing you doubt God. Didn't you already ask God? Did he hear you? Yeah. Well, then why are you asking again? You doubt God? Well, that, that's, that, that may sound good, 
But, it does, but like all things, we, we hold them up, what? To the light of Scripture. And when we look at the light of Scripture, we see that, 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 that that's just a human thought. That's just a pride thing. That, that falls apart. No, you see, because in continually asking, we actually learn how to pray. When we ask continually for things, we actually are allowing God to mold us and examine our own lives and hearts. By the way, the Apostle Paul asked multiple times for the same thing, did he not? Uh, in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, uh, Paul had what many believed to be uh, some, it was, it was some kind of a physical problem. His problem was in his flesh, he said. Some believe it was eyesight. Uh, but uh, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, this I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, I sought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so the Lord gave Paul direction after he asked what? Three times. I suppose Paul learned some things while he was waiting, while he was asking again, while he was wondering. God, surely I, I would be able to serve you better if you took me this thing away. Why aren't you answering? And he ponders and he thinks. And he prays again. And the Lord's working all these things and what guiding him in his heart closer to God and closer to himself, the Lord is. Paul finally gets that answer. I think about the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember those prayers in the garden? He went a little further, uh, leaving Peter and James and John a bit more in the distance and Jesus fell, fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it be possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as I will but thou wilt he cometh unto his disciples he find them asleep Jesus says what could you not watch with me one hour watch and pray Matthew 26 42. He went away again the second time, prayed, O oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. He went away. Verse 44, Matthew 26. He left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. And what do we find? An angel strengthening him. He found strength. I think if the Apostle Paul can pray repeatedly for the same thing, and the Lord Jesus Christ can pray repeatedly regarding the same issue. I think it's okay for us to pray repeatedly, amen, and uh, seeking, uh, uh, seeking answers to our prayers. Uh, when we ask repeatedly, we grow, and we'll see some more of that as we, as we, as we go through the message as to how that, that takes place. Sir George Adam Smith, he was a Protestant preacher, I think, in the mid-19th century. Sir George Adam Smith tells how he and his guide were climbing the, the Weisshorn in the Swiss Alps. It was stormy, and they were making their climb on the sheltered side of the peak. When they reached the summit, they were filled with exhilaration. Sir George forgot about the fierce winds, leaped up, and was nearly blown over the edge to the glaciers below. The guide grabbed a hold of him and exclaimed, On your knees, sir. You're safe here only on your knees. <laughs> you know, climbing up that leeward side of the mountain, that, that, that gale was coming across, poking the head over the top, nearly got blown off down to the glacier, glaciers below. That guide had some good advice for you and I. 
Here, we only make it through on our knees. Amen. Uh, that, that, that wind of the world, those, those, the false winds, uh, uh, false doctrines of this world are, 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 uh, is a continual gale, folks. And we need to be on our knees and praying, finding strength uh, for all that God, God, God has for us um, in that. We must ask in prayer. We must seek in prayer. Seek and ye shall find. Seek and ye shall find. See, having asked, uh, <clears throat> are we looking for and seeking the answer? You know, you pray for something, you ask for it. Hear, don't hear anything. Don't hear anything. Ah, oh well. Just forget about it. No. God didn't want just us to forget about our requests and prayers. Are we seeking? Are we looking for the answer? Have we received it? Sometimes we ask for the wrong thing. God says no. Sometimes we ask at the wrong time. And God says wait. And sometimes he answers it in a different way. That is better than actually what we asked for. Spiritually speaking. Are we looking for that answer? Try, trying to discern God's answer to us. Searching. By the way if we are. You know what that's going to do? That's going to grow us in Christ, isn't it? Well, I don't see the answer to my prayer yet. Are we searching our hearts? Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, what? The Lord will not hear me. If I have in some way taken some sin and said, I'm going to declare this sin as my buddy. I'm going to let this sin hang around for a while in my life. Actually, because we all have sin, you know. No, nobody's, nobody can say they're, they're without sin. So I'll just let this one hang around in my life like it's a welcome thing. That's what it means, regard iniquity. Lord, what? The Lord will not hear us. So if we're searching our hearts and we find that's the problem, and by the way, I never had the, a problem with the Holy Spirit convicting me of my sin. How about any of you guys? <laughs> never, had, never had a problem with that, you know? Well, if we get that thing right, then now what? Well, we, then we know that. That wasn't it. And uh, if, 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 or, or the answer may come. Uh, but are we searching and, and, looking, and looking for that answer? <clears throat> Seeking the help of God requires the search of our own hearts. Uh, remember this, the, uh, the story of the prodigal? He got crossways with his father, didn't he? And he went to live his own life the way he wanted. He wanted, uh, wanted to, to live a riotous life. Just go out and have fun all the time and spend his father's inheritance all the way, the way he wanted to do it. But what happened? He found himself in sore estate, didn't he? He found himself feeding pigs in some guy's farm out in the field there, and eating, uh, wanting to eat the uh, the husks of, uh, uh, that they take off the grain and stuff it in his belly just so he'd at least feel full. But you know what the Bible says <clears throat> about that uh, about that young man? He, he came to he, he came to he says this he says I'll arise and go to my father and will say unto him father I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son make me as one of thy hired servants you see he did some soul searching didn't he and he said I I need to get things right with my father and sometimes as we're struggling in prayer so what an answer what are we doing we're looking and judging our own lives. And God is, what? Drawing us closer and closer to Him as we search our, our, our own hearts. Remember that story of the, the historical account of Joshua and the children of Israel. As they crossed the Jordan River, God parted it for them and gave them that great victory at Jericho. Remember that? But then right after that, there was a little town by the name of Ai. You remember that? They went up and spied that, you know. and They thought, there's only a few guys there. We'll just take a couple thousand up there and, and uh, we'll take them. They went up, what? And were defeated. And Joshua falls on his face uh, before the ark of the Lord, Joshua 7, 6. Under the even tide, he and the elders of Israel... 
They put dust on their heads. Why is this Joshua's praying? And uh, he says, What shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? All the Canaanites and inhabitants of the land, they're going to hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. I like what the Lord says in Joshua 7 9. 710. Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. <laughs> Get up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. They have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. They were supposed to take all the spoils of Jericho and offer that to God. But one man, Achan, hid some, hid some riches in his tent. Remember that? Israel had two problems there. They didn't pray to begin with on that one. They thought they'd be okay without prayer. And then they didn't search out you know, to make sure that they had followed. This tickle is <coughs> contagious. <coughs> Put it among their own stuff. <coughs> Thirdly, we need to knock <coughs> in prayer. To knock in prayer. Prayer demands our determination. You go to somebody's door. Hello? Nobody answers. Knock. <clears throat> Knock a little harder. Why? Because you're determined. We used to have preachers tell us going on a visitation, you know. <clears throat> you want to witness to people if the opportunity opens itself. So you don't go up to the door and go, Well, nobody home, you know. <laughs> Well, knocked, knocked on a hundred doors today. <laughs> yeah. We don't do that, do we? No, you go up. Knock on the door, you know. And uh, why? You want to talk to someone. You want to, you know, you, you, want to, you want to tell them about Jesus if they're open to hear it. And uh, knocking in prayer. Do we want God's answer? Do we want Him to hear us? Are we diligent? Are we determined in our uh, uh, to to draw close to God? This thing of prayer, <clears throat> the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, what availeth much, availeth much, and we have to to, to desire that. Sometimes we ask for the most important things of life, like it really doesn't matter if we receive them or not. And yet we knock boldly for the trinkets of life, <clears throat> like we can't live without them. Think about that in our prayer life. You know, <clears throat> oh, I got to have this new car. <clears throat> got to have that uh, that raise. You know, maybe we have to. Maybe we don't. Real earnest, real. Even to the point of maybe fasting for some of those things. And yet, <clears throat> Lord, help me to be kinder to my wife. <laughs> and uh, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't, you know. Sometimes we, we get things backwards, don't we? <laughs> and uh, we need to be careful about that. <clears throat> Our determination, determined asking for, 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 thing, for the right things uh, and uh, being determined. When some went away, when Jesus was teaching difficult things, 
<clears throat> Jesus said to his disciples, will you also go away? What, did, what was Peter's answer? To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You have all that we need spiritually, Lord. And by the way, that's what we need. Where are we going to go? <clears throat> Where are we going to go? Being, being determined. <clears throat> and then point B will be the last one of the message this morning. In the graduate school of prayer, we learn to be, assess our priorities in prayer. <clears throat> we learn to assess our priorities in prayer. <clears throat> Verse 13, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now Jesus had told them <clears throat> that he would be giving them the Spirit. We're not told about them praying for the Spirit in the Scripture. Even, be, even in the book of Acts, when he said the Spirit, uh, you know, would, they were to tarry until the Spirit came. And they, and they prayed in that time. Now, I would assume they did. I would assume they were, you know, but we're not told, we're not told about that. But I would assume they were praying, God, bring that Spirit. At least, at least they should have been, amen? And I would assume that they were. But we need to be praying what? <clears throat> As we go through the graduate school of prayer, we learn that the spiritual things are the true riches. Those are the things that are the, that are the most valuable. <clears throat> Boy, I'm just found <laughs> Why did I? <clears throat> and now I have allergies, and my I've been struggling with them for weeks. <clears throat> Assessing our priorities, spiritual things, are the most important. Are the true riches in life. Jesus said, if we're not faithful with the unrighteous mammon, that's material things, who shall give him what? The true riches. The true riches. See, everything material says what? Everything material in our life can fade away, can it? It can be taken away. <clears throat> you wind up in the hospital for a month, <laughs> like our dear sister back here we were talking about, and you, you find out that that, that that bank account can go away quickly. All that stuff can fade away. What are the things the world can't take away? It's the things of the Spirit that, is, that are in your heart and they're in your life. Those are the true riches. <clears throat> Those are to be our priorities in prayer. See, there are people who have sought the career they desire to seek. They have completed the education they desired to acquire. <clears throat> They have landed the job they wanted to land. They've married the spouse they dreamed of marrying. They moved to the location where they desired to live. They stayed in good physical shape as they determined to do. They bought their dream house and their dream car. And yet they are miserable, depressed, and have no peace in their hearts. <clears throat> There are multiple people like that. Why? Because material things can't satisfy the heart as only our maker can. Nothing can replace being saved and walking close with your God. Following Jesus Christ. Nothing can replace that. And to try to find something that does, the Bible calls that idolatry. Well, I may not be right with God, but I'll, I'll go after all the stuff I want, and then I'll have joy and peace. No, you won't. No, you won't. Only God will give that. God will give that. <clears throat> I was thinking, uh, <clears throat> you know, material things, they, they, they can't, they can't replace spiritual things. Uh, they're not valuable compared to spiritual things. Uh, spiritual things are far more valuable. <clears throat> Norway, I was looking for some illustrations. It was kind of an interesting little uh, study. Norway, uh, the country of Norway, has a population of a, of a little over 5 million people. And, uh, and it's actually the, uh, the country is actually known for its wealth. 
Now, it might be taking a hit a little bit. I understand that their oil fields are now, or, or their petroleum industries, taking a hit with some of the strikes that are going on and such. But, but uh, Norway, small country, great wealth. <clears throat> They've got uh, the petroleum, uh, lumber industry, uh, seafood, uh, minerals, abundant fresh water. Uh, the uh, average uh, income of a household in, in where the where the folks a household with a folk, where the people are in their are in their early 30s average income of a household in Norway in their early 30s is 56,000 a year 56,000 a year <clears throat> yet Norway ranks number 2 in psychiatrist per capita in the world all that wealth and all those shrinks <laughs> needed. Number two in the world. You say, well, who's no, what's number one? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> Monaco is, uh, is renowned as a sun-soaked playground on the French Riviera for the world's super-rich. Monaco is a sovereign state type situation, so it's kind of like a little small country. And uh, playground for the super rich uh, <clears throat> on, the, on the French Riviera, right on the Mediterranean Sea. They are number one in psychiatrists. There are, Monaco has 41 psychiatrists per 100,000 inhabitants, the highest rate worldwide. Highest rate worldwide. All that wealth concentrated in what seems like an ideal place. <clears throat> Yet what? I got all, I, I, got, I got to see my psychiatrist. You know why? Because stuff can't give you peace of mind and peace of Jesus is what? Jesus is who? He's the Prince of Peace, amen. His name shall be called, uh, his name is called Wonderful, the Everlasting Father, what? The Prince of Peace, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You won't have true peace unless you get it from Jesus and through walking, <clears throat> through walking uh, with Him. Spiritual things being the true wealth uh, for us. If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall so your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask, and those spiritual things. You ever look, read, read, read the Apostle Paul's prayers for believers? Oftentimes, what, they're quite different than what we pray for. But as we mature, our prayers become more like his. Listen to his prayer for the believers at Colossae, Colossians 1.9. He says, for this cause, <clears throat> uh, we, we cease not to pray, for, we don't cease to pray for you, he says. We desire, here it goes, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's a prayer request. Why? So you can just share all that spiritual understanding and show everybody how, how smart you are. No. He says why? That ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So understanding that, learning that, now you can walk with Jesus and please Him. See? <clears throat> Being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Every bit of that, the Apostle Paul prayed for what? It's right in here, isn't it? He said, he said here is God's goal for you and I when it comes to making you a rich Christian. That when all patience comes, by the way, patience is putting up, uh, patience is putting up and enduring through difficult circumstances. When all the Rough circumstances come your way. 
and long-suffering. That's dealing with difficult people. <laughs> now, all your circumstances are you just can't imagine them being any worse. And then all the people in your life around you, while your circumstances have fallen apart, uh, uh, they, they, they couldn't be any worse. They're, they're, they're mistreating you and all that. All the wrong kind of people are coming into your life. That when that happens, you would have, you'd be able to do that with all patience and long-suffering. What? With joyfulness. Did you get that? What do you think those prisoners thought when Paul and Silas were cast into that prison, beaten and bloody, cast into the inner muddy dungeon pit part of the prison there, put in the stocks? Oh, man, those guys, I wonder if they'll make it through the night, you know? They must be in a bad way. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. What was that? They hear singing. Singing. You see, what was that? That was under patience and all long suffering. What? With joyfulness. You see, Paul and Silas had some riches that the world couldn't take away. And what God is saying to you and I, I want to bring you to that. No matter what comes your way. No matter who comes your way. And by the way, when they come together, you still will be able to, as Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. And again, I say rejoice. You'll still be able to look up and by, by faith looking Jesus Christ in the face. Knowing that I have reason to rejoice. There's a reason for this. God will use this for his glory. Therefore, I joy in my infirmities and in my trials and in my struggles. See, faith lifts us above where the world can't touch us. The world can touch everything material that you have, believer. But they can't touch your spirit unless you surrender it to them. We submit that to God and he guides and he directs us. He wants to make us wealthy in that way. <clears throat> I close with this illustration. <clears throat> While very ill, John Knox, the founder of the, of, the, of the Presbyterian Church in Scotland, called to his wife and said, read me that scripture where I first cast my anchor. after you listen to the beautiful prayer of Jesus recorded in John 17 that's where Jesus is praying for all who would become believers in him by the way another great prayer to read amen which says very little about material things she reads to John Knox John 17 <clears throat> after that he seemed to forget his weakness he began to pray interceding earnestly for his fellow men. He prayed for the ungodly who had thus far rejected the gospel. He pleaded in behalf of people who had been recently converted. And he requested protection for the Lord's servants, many of whom were facing great persecution. As Knox prayed, his spirit went home to be with the Lord. The man of whom Queen Mary had said, I fear his prayers more than I do the armies of my enemies. That man ministered through prayer until the moment of his death. <clears throat> I want to be like that. I want to be more like that. I love that. Praying to the Lord right under the finding that strength, being renewed, as well as He's praying for others, uh, the true riches, the the graduate, the graduate school of prayer. This church is here because of God has answered prayers. We we've been praying to God, we've been reading God's word, we've been trying to do God's will the best we know how. And you know what? God has blessed that. Amen. And you know, as long as we are 
our hearts are bowed before him and we are asking to him in prayer and we are seeking and we are knocking as this scripture says he's going to provide for us and he's going to do what he wants to do through us and I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for the missionaries that come through here that we can support and and uh, and uh, what a blessing it is to know that uh, to know that uh, we have a part in their ministries around the world we couldn't we couldn't fulfill the great commission any other way apart from them and so I pray that as we pray today we'll be much in prayer for the meeting tonight with brother uh, brother Herzl and his wife will, will be here and uh, we look forward to that <clears throat> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your blessings and goodness. And <clears throat> I thank you, Father, for uh, helping me to finish this message, Father, even though uh, the, the tickle in my throat and such, and helping Brother Dennis also. And, and uh, I, I praise you for that, Lord. And, and Lord, you have been good. Um, I thank you for uh, the health and strength that you have given us. And Father, I, uh, I think of our our church and I, I think of uh, the protection that you have given us father with uh, through this COVID thing and, uh, to my knowledge I don't know anyone in our immediate church family who has received it and who has been uh, uh, infected with the COVID virus Lord and, and father for that we thank you and we do praise you I know there's some uh, families and such across the country and uh, relatives that have struggled and we thank you for your grace and help there and father we uh we, we pray for our president and his wife who have uh, uh are struggling with us now we ask for healing and grace we uh, we hear here they're they're doing well we, we thank him we praise you for that we continue to pray god for uh for uh, our elderly we have multiple ones that yet are staying home uh just uh, to be cautious father we thank you for that uh, there are those who are beginning to be, come back and, and feel strength to attend and stuff and we pray that, that we would be wise in that as well and, and, uh, and cautious in that as well giving you praise and glory Father we look to you for that we love one another Father we want to do what's right uh, by each other and so Father uh, help us in this thing of prayer uh, keep us safe God and help we do pray for our nation that soon we might uh, see uh, just your mercies God again we don't come uh, thinking that we deserve something from you we only we come uh, to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need we pray for our country for revival and that we also might soon be helped through this this COVID thing so that we can meet as we once met so that we can minister as we once ministered um, to others and I thank you for these ones. Bless our dear missionary uh, brother and sister in Christ as they come our way tonight. Give them safe travels and should you tarry and uh, use them in a great way uh, in, in, in the ministry tonight as well. And bless, bless the offering. I pray you just be a great blessing to them uh, even as they've been to us serving you faithfully all these years in Vanuatu. And, uh, Father, uh, we thank you. We praise you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>